0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Father's Day edition of the Winter Circle Podcast. This is episode two. I am your host, Joshua Gartman. This is the place where people who love sports talk sports. Um, so prior to the show, I went to Olive Garden with my family, my mother and father. My sister is actually at Wake Forest at the moment, um, about to go to medical school, um, and Basically, I ordered the baked CD, it was very good, I had some leftovers, Um, before that we went to church, Um, but we're here to talk about sports, so let's get into it. Um, This first segment is going to be the rundown where I give the hottest sports news in the past few days, starting with the NFL, Eric Weddle, the safety for the Baltimore Ravens, formerly the Chargers, Go Chargers. Um, talks about how the additions of Lamar Jackson and Robert Griffin III lit a fire in Joe Flacco. I'm guessing it's to perform better. I have the article pulled up here. Let's see. He's obviously been challenged, Weddle said, via the Ravens' official website. We all are. As older players, every year is a prove-it year, and if you don't believe that, you're fooling yourself. I agree completely with Eric Weddle. Um, Teams are consistently looking for new talent. Um, and they have two really talented young quarterbacks in Robert Griffin III and Lamar Jackson out of Louisville. Um, I watched some of the footage, and he's a pretty good, um, pretty good player. I've heard his name on highlights when watching college football. Um, the next story is about Carson Wentz, um, and he traveled to Philly after Game Four to basically, well. He didn't travel to Philly for Game 4, excuse me. He traveled to Game 4 after LeBron and his team lost. And basically, he was using it as a chance to recruit LeBron to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I think this would be a good move because the 76ers have no shortage of talent. They're just looking for one star. Um, They have... Ben Simmons, who is a really good point guard. He can shoot decent, but not fantastic. Um, you have Joel J.J. Redick, who might get traded this year. Um, you have Dario Saric, um, also Robert Covington, and Joel Embiid, who has blossomed into a really good player for them. Um, so I think that adding LeBron would definitely make them a Finals contender. Uh, which is definitely something LeBron wants. Um, It would give some competition to the Boston Celtics in the East where they're lacking a lot of competition right now. Um, So I think it's a good move if LeBron was to go to Philly. We'll be talking about other places where LeBron might travel um, to play basketball in the future. Um, So stay tuned for that. Next in the news, this is a really upsetting story for me personally, because I really liked this player. Um, not sure if it's true, but it's an article from Yahoo Sports, and it's basically saying that former NFL tight end Kellen Winslow Jr. has been arrested on charges of rape. Um, as you might know, Kellen Winslow was a really good tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and before that, the Cleveland Browns. Um, I am really upset about this story because he was probably one of my favorite players in the league. Um, they arrested Winslow last week in the in Encinitas on burglary charges. And then a neighbor confronted a man who matched his description. Um, so he apparently was driving a black Hummer. Um, or the alleged suspect was Um, and the suspect apparently said he was just looking for his dog and then there was no dog there Um, so yeah a really tragic story Um, I really hope the victim is alright it's always upsetting when these types of allegations come out Um, especially with the news with Morgan Freeman and and previously Bill Cosby. Um, And, you know, people just need to learn how to keep it in their pants. Uh, So, um, the final NFL story we have is about the Packers general manager. Um, And apparently, he does not have the power fire head coach Mike McCarthy. Apparently he originally did have power to fire him, but now it's been revoked. Um, his name is Brian Gut- Um If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm very sorry. Um, but apparently uh, he needed some time to process it. I don't know if they're planning on getting rid of Mike McCarthy anytime soon. I really would hope not because Mike McCarthy is an excellent coach. Um, And I really think they'd be going backwards if they made that decision. Um, It's kind of messed up that Gudekunst lost his privilege to fire um, Mike McCarthy because if he's a terrible, if he ended up maybe having some bad seasons, you know not-so-great coach, you could replace him. Um, This sort of removes his power to do that. Um, So, moving on to the NBA, we have a story about Draymond Green during the um, celebration after the NBA Finals. He sort of created a stir because um, he was wearing a shirt, a very meme-worthy shirt. It had balled up fist Um, for any of you who watched the show Arthur when you're a kid this fist has become a meme to basically show that you're really upset Um, and Draymond Green I'm assuming that it was supposed to be Draymond Green's hand balled up in a fist with the rings on it the championship rings and that is supposed to symbolize that LeBron is angry, that he was unable to beat the Warriors. Um, So, yeah, I sort of aspire to be that level of petty. I thought that was funny. Um, And, you know, it happens. You know, NBA players, some of them have a tendency to be a little bit outlandish. And I thought that was definitely funny. Draymond Green has shown... um, Some issues in the past. So, you know, that was definitely a story that made me curious. And I thought I would share that with you guys. Next in NBA news, we have um, Kawhi Leonard. He's demanding a trade from the San Antonio Spurs. Apparently he's not happy. Either that or he just knows that he could fit somewhere else better in a system other than San Antonio. It might have to do with the fact that there's news saying that Greg Popovich might be retiring. Um, So, and he's apparently... He apparently has his eyes on L.A., the Lakers, um, or Clippers. I think either way in L.A., but he stated preference for L.A. Um, I honestly... Don't see this happening as much as I do somewhere else, mainly because they have some real talent in Kyle Kuzma and also Brandon Ingram at the position of small forward. Um, definitely, they could be traded though if Kawhi was implicated in a deal like that. Um, I think that like Kawhi is definitely one of the best players, if not uh, the second or third best player in the NBA right now. Um, So I will be talking more about places that I think he could be traded. Um, So that will be another episode. Um, Next in NBA news, we have um, the Hawks, who are apparently looking to make a deal for... Kenneth Fareed, who is the power forward for the Denver Nuggets. I've been an admirer of Kenneth Fareed's work um, when he was in college at Moorhead State, Um, and I thought he was doing well the first few years of his career in Denver. Um, However, he has apparently not done as well this past season, and... I'm guessing Denver is looking to get get some more space on their roster for players that are potentially more talented than him. Um, so the article, which is written by... There's no specific author. It's from different NBA media reports. says the Denver Nuggets missed the playoffs by one game last season and are looking to trim their salary cap. Okay, so they're looking to get more money available so they can find better players. That makes total sense. Um, and let me see. Uh, let me see. Michael Cunningham of the Atlanta Journal Constitution reports the Hawks may be willing to help the Nuggets part with Farid for the right price. So, they're the Hawks are in desperate need of players. They're the third pick in the NBA draft, and they have many multiple, they have multiple picks um, coming up in this NBA draft, they really need players of all positions. And if Kenneth Free can show that sort of um, dogged determination that he had in the beginning of the beginning of his NBA career, he will do very well with the Hawks and might even develop into sort of a Josh Smith who might not be the best shooter, but he can finish in the post and rebound for you. Um, So that concludes the news for NBA. Um, Next up, we have MLB news. Evan Longoria, who is playing for the San Francisco Giants, recently broke his finger after being hit by a pitch in a recent game. Um, next up, well, actually, before I mention that, I do want to give a shout-out to Evan Longoria. I think he was great when he was playing for Tampa Bay, um, and he is one of the few people that I recognize on the San Francisco Giants roster now, um, other than Andrew McCutcheon, who was formerly of Pittsburgh. Um, I really hope he has a swift because the San Francisco Giants need him I think he's probably going to be a critical player for them Um, and I hope he gets better soon Um, next in MLB news there's an article by Tom Verducci um, in Sports Illustrated basically arguing that the strikeout is hindering ratings and maybe just like interest on the MLB in general Um, And he offers a solution, if you guys want to read that, that is on Sports Illustrated. But moving on to soccer, um, in the first game of the World Cup, Mohamed Salah of Egypt uh, was out due to an injured shoulder. Um, Mohamed Salah is a name I've heard in the soccer world, um, and I think that... Losing him was probably a really big reason why they lost in Game 1 against, uh, who did they play? They played Saudi Arabia, or did they play, they played Uruguay, and they lost 0-1. So, another speedy recovery goes out to Mohamed Salah, Um, and also Australia loses to France after... Um, a video review by the referee. I am actually not sure what the case is on that, but I'm going to go back and read that article. It seems very interesting to me. I think Australia is a great team. They have Miel Jedinac as one of their strikers. He's going to he's going to be really influential in their success or failure uh, this tournament. And also, let me see. Mui is another one, and Rojic. Um, So I hope they do good. And also Aziz Bahik. Um, So moving on to UFC, which is the final topic in this episode's rundown. Mark Wahlberg, who originally offered Conor McGregor partial ownership of the UFC, has now rescinded his offer. Apparently athletes such as Tom Brady and also actors like Sylvester Stallone and Ben Affleck have a piece of the UFC ownership. Mark Wahlberg has also been lumped in with that group. And honestly, I agree with Mark Wahlberg in this case, because Conor McGregor lately, we've always known that he's a brash, um, show y type person. I respect Conor McGregor's fighting ability, I think he's a great UFC fighter, Um, even going against Mayweather, I thought that was really good, Um, he stood his ground against him. I do not agree with him having partial ownership of the UFC, especially after his outburst with the bus attack a few months back, maybe it was a month ago, I don't remember how far back it was exactly. I just know that that was a really bad look for him, and if he's trying to get a part of the UFC, it might taint the organization as a whole. So it's best to leave him out of that picture. So next, we have what everybody has been waiting for from this episode, which are my NBA draft predictions. This is my mock draft um, so I'm going to go through this. I have analysis on all of the players. I have comparisons. We're just going to do the first round. So the number one pick for the Phoenix Suns. Drum roll, please. The Phoenix Suns select forward slash center DeAndre Aiden out of Arizona. Why Do I select DeAndre Aiden if I'm the Phoenix Suns? The Phoenix Suns, they're in desperate need of players in all positions. I can understand the arguments that the NBA is a guard-driven league. However, power forwards and centers are extremely crucial to the team's success. They offer muscle in the post and can set screens and picks that lead to buckets on offense. Um, DeAndre Aiden is a fantastic post player. Um, He's going to be aggressive on rebounds. He's... Going to bang the boards for second point second second chance points. Um my player comparison for him, I have him being potentially a Chris Bosch. And I should preface all these picks by saying, I don't think this is how good they are right now. This is potential of how good they can be. And my assessment of their potential doesn't mean that they couldn't be better or worse than what I'm saying right now. So I would just like to tell you guys that. With the number two pick in the NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings select Marvin Bagley III forward out of Duke. Why? I think Marvin Bagley III has a very big frame. He's very athletic, good handles, and has no problem scoring inside. He may need to work on his defense, However, once that improves, he'll have no problem becoming a star in the NBA. As for how I see him comparatively to a player in the NBA, size-wise and um, not exactly skill-wise, but size-wise, I see him as Joakim Noah. Um, I think he's much more skilled offensively, a lot more explosive. Um, So I think that he would definitely be an improvement to King's team that has good guards and has a veteran small forward in Amon Shumpert and can help propel them to the next level. Number three, the Atlanta Hawks select Luka Doncic or Doncic. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Guard out of Real Madrid via Slovenia. Why do I think Luka Doncic is a good pick for the Atlanta Hawks? I believe he's a great perimeter shooter. I think Doncic is sizable enough that if he needed to, he could play the small forward position. Um, He could play shooting guard as well. Uh, He does need to learn how to pass more because he forces himself into tough defensive situations that he doesn't have to be in. Um, I, I think he has a lot of potential. I also think he could be a bust in this draft, and he might not deserve the spot of number three in the draft. Um, as for the player comparison I have for him, it was very hard to avoid comparing him to another international player, because European players play very differently than American players, uh, so my player comparison for him is Hito Turkoglu, formerly of the Orlando Magic. Number four pick for the NBA Draft 2018 I have the Memphis Grizzlies selecting Jaron Jackson Jr., the forward out of Michigan State. Why do I think this is a good pick for the Memphis Grizzlies? They already have Marcus Gasol at center. If he plans on staying at center in Memphis, then it would be good to have Jaron Jackson play either the 3 or 4 position. I think that he's arguably the most athletic player in the entire draft. He's extremely aggressive under the rim and can block like nobody's business. Now, how that translates into the NBA, I'm not sure. Um, He might not be as defensively savvy as he was in his college days. Um, Then again, that skill that he had in the NCAA could translate very well into the NBA. Um, He can also get second chance points off the dunk. Um, he is an all-around great player. He has an impeccable shot. Um, my player comparisons for him are either Sean Marion, formerly of the Phoenix Suns, or Taj Gibson. Moving on to number five, we have Mo Bamba, who is the center out of Texas, going to Dallas Mavericks. Why do I think this is a good pick? I think for a big man, Bamba is a really good has a good three-point shot he doesn't exactly have the technique but he can learn that not the toughest player when he's in the paint but he can stretch the floor drawing big defenders outside of the posted garden Um, he boasts a 10 710 wingspan Bamba he's easily the largest prospect in this draft class he's useful on the boards and can make put back dunks when players miss their shots Length alone makes him a threat on defense, especially when it comes to blocking. I think he definitely needs to work on his jump shot and instincts on office, but could be a great player with the right determination. Now this, I know people are going to berate me for, and I need to preface it by saying that I do not think he is anywhere near where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is right now. I just think his frame... Supports that premise that he matches a little bit of what Kareem had. Kareem definitely had a great hook shot. He was a very good offensive player. I totally see the need for Mobamba to gain the skills to improve his offense. Um, his shot is kind of broken, um, especially short-range, mid-range shots. He should be making more of them. Um, But I think that with the right effort put in and a good coach, that he could be a great player. Um, Number six for the Orlando Magic, I have the Magic selecting Trey Young, guard out of Oklahoma. Though I think Trey Young does have bust potential. Um, He invited... Comparisons to Stephen Curry who is arguably the best point guard in the NBA right now the Orlando Magic haven't been performing well for the past few seasons and Honestly, I think it's worth the risk though he is a braggart I Think that young has an excellent jump shot and he has proven that he can nail shots from well beyond the arc Um, He has the skill to make the defenders miss and also takes it all the way to the rack. Um, As for the player comparison that I have for him, I think he is a big analog to Kyle Lowry. Um, Also, if the Magic do worse this season, they will be eligible to receive a pick in the top three for the next year's draft. Um, As long as they don't do something stupid and trade it away. Um, so next, number seven for the Chicago Bulls, I have the Chicago Bulls selecting Michael Porter Jr., forward out of Missouri. Why do I think this is a good pick for them? Bulls fans have been clamoring for Porter to come to the Chicago Bulls. At least it fills the stands for when Porter comes to the Bulls. The front office would be making a favorable decision in the fans' eyes by drafting Porter, downside is he could be a potential fight risk with how often he gets injured similar to Derek Robes that might move him down in the draft might not make him the seventh pick he could end up being the tenth pick as for what he does well I think he's one of the purest shooters in this year's draft class so if he stays healthy he will remain a good shooter in the NBA Um. He's not the most aggressive player. I'd like to see him improve that. However, that can be fixed through good coaching. Um, my player comparison for him is Nicholas Batum, formerly of the Portland Trailblazers. Next on the list, at number 8, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Wendell Carter Jr., forward out of Duke. Why do I pick Wendell Carter Jr. at the 8th spot if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers? We just had a horrible final run, if you're the Cavaliers. I'm not a fan personally, um, but at Duke University, Wendell Carter established himself as an elite forward in the NCAA. He has tremendous physicality and size, um, though LeBron has made it obvious, well, excuse me, considering LeBron has made it obvious that he wants out of Cleveland, Carter is a great replacement. He can play either the three or four um, at small forward or power forward or forward, depending on the lineup. Um, considering Trin- Tristan Thompson didn't play well this season, he might be a great fit for that power forward position where you're looking for someone who can finish in the paint. Um, he is dangerous when he's in the post. He has a great set of moves. Um, in addition, he can also help facilitate the offense by passing. He has a great ability to pass Um, not very many big men have the ability to do that Um, and in this league it's very important that teammates share the ball I see too much of one player getting the ball and not moving it around passing it to other players perfect example is Russell Westbrook Um, and his contributions have been slighted for the fact that he seems to be doing it only to pat stats. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. does not seem like that tor- type of player. Um, he seems like a type of player that could bring a lot of excitement to Cleveland. My player comparisons for him are Robert Covington of the Philadelphia 76ers and Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Moving on to the New York Knicks with the number 9 pick, the Knicks select Miles Bridges, forward out of Michigan State. Why do I think this is a good pick? I think Miles Bridges is a very explosive player with a high flying ability who also can score on the perimeter. He brings a nice defensive presence. He can block. Um, he could also free up a trade for Tim Hardaway Jr. to get a solid point guard. I see a lot of playmaking potential in Miles Bridges. He's actually one of my favorite picks out of this draft. Um, as for the player comparison, I have him compared to Andre Iguodala, who's currently playing for the Golden State Warriors. With the number net 10 pick, we're one-third of the way through this draft. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers select Robert Williams, forward slash center out of Texas a and I think this is a great pick because he's proven that he can be strong in the post, and he has excellent blocking ability. He can play the four position, and when paired with Joel Embiid, could create an intimidating backcourt for the 76ers. Robert Williams is definitely one of the most underrated prospects in this draft. My player comparison is to Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers, but this is back in his prime when he was getting rebounds and scoring, what, 15 points a night? I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers on that, but it was probably somewhere around that. Number 11. Excuse me, I got water. Um, The Charlotte Hornets select Kevin Knox forward out of Kentucky. Why would the Charlotte Hornets select Kevin Knox? I think if their GM is smart. Knox is a great perimeter shooter. He has a lot of length. He's similar in size to Giannis um, from the Milwaukee Bucks. He's not really the quickest in his draft class as displayed by his pre-draft workout but with some conditioning, he could develop into a threat at the small forward position. Um, My player comparison for him is Matt Barnes. I think Matt Barnes was a really good um, role player when he was on the Clippers. Um, That brings us to the 12th pick and an excellent segue. The L.A. Clippers um, select Colin Sexton, guard out of Alabama, for the 12th pick in the draft. Colin Sexton, um, I think, would be a great fit for L.A. because he's a point guard who can make critical plays off the dribble. He drives to the basket fairly easily. He could work with a team that uses pick and roll and screens frequently. I think that he has a good perimeter shot. He still has some potential to make it great with practice. As for what I think he could improve, I think he really should learn how to control the pace of a game become a floor general, like some other candidates in this draft. Um, As for my player comparison, I think he is similar to D'Angelo Russell back when he was on the Lakers. Um, For the number 13 pick in the draft, the LA Clippers also select Bruce Brown Jr., forward out of Miami. Uh, Much like Paul George, I think Bruce Brown seems to glide when dribbling past the arc. He has one of the best shots out of his draft class. I really think that Bruce Brown is an extremely talented guy. He was sort of the guy I was overlooking when originally making up this mock draft, but placed him high when I was watching highlights over and over again and just how good he is as a player. He has a very authoritative slam when he dunks, he can draw players to guard him, and that can help elevate the L.A. Clippers game by freeing, freeing the big men up from defenders. Um, as I said before, the player comparison I have for him is Paul George. Um, and with the number 14 pick in the NBA draft, the Denver Nuggets select Mikhail Bridges, guarded out of Villanova. I think that Mikhail Bridges is a spectacular shooter, especially outside the arc. He has great defense, and he can start at point guard or play the two guard position, depending on what Denver wants to do. Um, I think that overall, he's a playmaker. He has he's also one of the people that is highly rated, in my opinion, in this draft. Jaron Jackson Jr., Miles Bridges. Mikhail Bridges Um, as for what level I think he can get up to who would I compare him to I think he has potential to be either Eric Gordon currently of the Houston Rockets or similar to J.R. Smith back when he was on the Knicks with the number 15 pick in the draft the Washington Wizards select Mitchell Robinson center out of Chalmet High School. Why this is a good pick for the Washington Wizards, I wasn't very high to begin with on Mitchell Robinson. However, the draft boards have put him rather high on the Washington Wizards. I think he does have some bust potential. I think he's a decent... That Marcin Gortat, who is the Polish center currently for the Washington Wizards, he's decent, but he's not going to be, uh, what's the word? Um, I lost it. Um, But he's not going to be a star for the Wizards. He can't really carry them for the long haul. He was great when he was, I think he was back in Orlando before he went to the Wizards, but he's not really going to deliver that you know, game-breaking performance unless I'm just missing something. Mitchell Robinson possesses similar size to Anthony Davis, one of the premier players in the league, and has great shot-blocking ability. He poses a threat on the fast break. I think it's a risky pick. However, given his size and talent, it might be worth it to take the risk. Um, For the number 16 pick, Phoenix... Oh, I forgot to mention who his player comparison was. Um, I see Mitchell Robinson as potentially being similar to Willie Cauley-Stein. The number 16 pick, the Phoenix Suns select Jalen Brunson, guard out of Villanova. I have been really impressed with this kid. The draft classes, well, the draftees for Villanova and Michigan State have been very impressive this year. Um, As for why the Phoenix Suns should select Jalen Brunson, I think he knows how to control the pace of a game. I think he's a formidable passer. He's definitely displayed that in his time with Villanova. He has a good shooting ability, um, may not always take the shots that he could make, but he is a very intelligent basketball player. He has a very high basketball IQ. Um, And why I like this pick so much for the Phoenix Suns, I think... Though he's not at the level that Steve Nash is right now, I think he has very much the potential to become a player like that. Um, so, moving on to the number 17 pick for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks select Lonnie Walker, the fourth guard out of Miami. Um, why would the Bucks select Mil- uh, Lonnie Walker from Miami? He's a very talented three point shooter who shows flashes of explosiveness when dribbling past the arc. He has a great mid-range shot, Um, he does hesitate to take an open 3 if he thinks he can get a closer shot. That could also be a valuable insight, meaning that he's a smart playmaker. Especially if he doesn't think he's going to be able to make the 3-point shot, he'll try for the 2-point shot. He's more worried about getting points for the team than being the all-star flashy guy um, who is just worried about padding his stats. I would like to see him become more confident in his, in his three-point shooting. Um, it might be the difference between him becoming a clutch player or not. Obviously, um, you got Chris Middleton, who's currently in on the Bucks roster. Um, he might be able to overtake him as the starting shooting guard um, between him. Or I think I haven't really been watching the Bucks that much recently. Um, so either. Middleton or Malcolm Brogdon um, in terms of personality Lonnie Walker is when watching his um, draft workout interview he seems like a very modest individual um, that means he'll be focused on his team's performance overall he had an impressive vertical at the draft combine with the 7th highest in his draft class I think he could easily become a starting shooting guard for the Bucks if he's given time to develop as for the player comparison I have for him, um, I think he could be very much like Buddy Heald. Um, for the number 18 pick, the San Antonio Spurs, select Aaron Holiday, guard out of UCLA. Why do I think this is a great pick for the San Antonio Spurs? Uh, Aaron Holliday knows how to draw defenders in and beat them by reading their defense and getting to the rim. He's also an excellent three-point shooter. He has a high basketball IQ especially when you have Tony Parker leaving the organization and Patty Mills being an iffy player at the least. Um, I think getting a solid point guard, especially one with the pedigree of Holiday, is very good for the Spurs organization as a whole. As for my player comparison of him, and this is lofty as many of my comparisons are, um, I think he can be as good as Gilbert Arenas someday if he practices and is determined to get there. With the number 19 pick in the NBA draft, Atlanta Hawks select Zaire Smith out of Texas Tech. Why this is a good pick? I think that Smith offers a breath of fresh air for Atlanta. He's a guard that's extremely versatile. He does not give up on defense, um, whether it comes to getting rebounds or having a great ability to block. He has a great vertical leap, um, getting dunks over big defenders. Uh, I've seen some of the footage, and it's very impressive. Um, He also has a great step-back jumper and a solid three-point shot. As for who I think he could be in a couple of years, I think that he has the talent equivalent of probably Rajon Rondo. Um, for the 20th pick of the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the guard from Kentucky. Um, why do I think this is a great pick for them? I think, um, Minnesota already has a fantastic point, well, maybe not a fantastic point guard, but a solid point guard in Jeff Teague. However, this doesn't mean they can't extend their bench, um, And having Shea Gilgis-Alexander trained under Jeff Teague, he's already shown that he can be a reliable scorer and drive to the paint. Um, Rebounding is essential. Um, He averaged about 4.1 rebounds per game in the 2017 NCAA season. Um, He also made the second team for all-conference in the SEC. Um, He has a promising future. He's 6'6", so he's taller than most point guards. He can even play the two if you would like him to. um, If, say, Butler wanted to play a small forward. Um, The player comparison I have for him, he has the potential to be this good. It doesn't mean that he will be. Um, Mike Conley is who I picked for him. With the number 22 pick in the draft, the Utah Jazz, select Chandler Hutchison forward out of boise state and personally i think that chandler hutchison wherever he goes he's going to be the steel of this year's nba draft um coming in at an earlier position um wait what okay scratch that just let me talk real quick um so i find chandler hutchison to be one of the most underrated players in this year's draft uh, I think that he's been overlooked basically because he's played in a small town such as such as Boise, Idaho uh, He's very knowledgeable. He knows how to exploit the fast break. He has He tends to lay up and dunk. I would like to see him shoot the three-pointer more. Uh, I think he could fit um, a Desperately needed puzzle piece for the Utah Jazz who have talented players in each position but are sorely lacking of a small forward. Um, I think Jay Crowder was good when he was back in Boston. I think he's been slumping ever since he got to Utah. Uh, And I love Jay Crowder, but I'm just going to tell the truth. Um, And as for the player comparison I have for him, um, I have Kyle Kuzma of the L.A. Lakers. With the 22nd pick in the draft, The Chicago Bulls select Dante DiVincenzo, guard out of Villanova. Um, Now, this is a pick that a lot of people didn't even have going in the first round. I think that Dante is a sleeper pick, and he definitely has the talent to be placed in the first round. And now I'm going to give my rationale for that. Um, With Jimmy Butler gone, Zach Levine's now at the helm. Levine proved himself while at Minnesota. Um, Dante DiVincenzo is good to switch off of Levine when he gets tired. That way both men stay fresh while they're in the game. Um, I think that he has a wonderful shot when it comes to three-point range, and he is explosive when attacking the rim. Um, He could play the three position if needed um, at small forward. He has a good pump fake and can find room on the floor to take a shot. He had a high level of performance during the NCAA championship game um and during the draft combine his stats were 17 points 13 rebounds and six steals in the combine and much like Zaire Smith he does not give up on defense um for the player comparison um I have him being potentially as good as Manu Ginobili um for the 23rd pick in the Indian um For the 23rd pick in the draft, the Indiana Pacers select Devontae Graham, guard out of Texas. Why do I think Devontae Graham is a good fit for Texas? Excuse me, I misspoke. Devontae Graham is guard out of Kansas. Um, Why do I think this is a good pick for them? I think he has a fair three-point ability. He does, however, possess fantastic court vision. He knows when to pass the ball, how to pass the ball to other players Um, he's unselfish with the basketball but he's also bold he's not afraid to take a shot with the hand in the face I think pairing him up with Oladipo and Lance Stevenson as well as Al Jefferson and Miles Turner easily turns Indiana into a team that is in playoff contention maybe even finals contention Um, as for the player comparison I have to him Patrick Beverly, when he was on the Houston Rockets. For the 24th pick in the draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Zanin Musa, forward out of Bosnia-Herzegovina. I think this is an excellent pick because, much like Utah, they have a need at the small forward position to fill. Um, The Portland Trailblazers have fantastic guards in Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, even Evan Turner, However, um, forwards are very sparing in Portland right now. Musa um, at 6'9", has a good size for the small forward position. He is perhaps one of the reasons that the Eurostep has the name it does, um, seeing how he alternates and gets to the basket with ease. Um, I don't think he's the most athletic player in this draft. However, he does have a wonderful, I'm trying to use different words, he has a great perimeter shot, and he seems to drain trays consistently. Um, As for who I think that he's good, as good as, or can be as good as, I think Omri Caspi, Um, though Omri Caspi was a little bit more bulky, um, and we don't know how he's going to develop. Maybe he will put on some muscle um, in the future. Moving on to the pride of the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers. Even though I'm a Celtics fan, I can recognize a dynasty when I see one. Um, Kevin Herter, guard forward out of Maryland. Um, I think that Kevin Herter is a great pick for the Los Angeles Lakers because he has a fantastic mid-range game and also a good three-point shooting. I think he's exhibited leadership ability while on Maryland's team. Um, which is something that a still-maturing Lakers team could use greatly, especially with the incident recently with Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball putting out diss tracks against each other. They say it's in great fun. I don't know if it's all true, especially after what Lonzo said about his father. Whether that was influenced by LeVar at all, I do not know. Um, But uh, with young players like Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo, Even though Kevin Herter is young, he is also very mature it seems. Um, Kuzmar Ball could get traded due to this this track. Um, Herter is a player you can build around. Um, He might not be the leading scorer, but you can depend on him to give you good minutes every time he's on the court. Um, As for my player comparison, um, Kyle Korver, he didn't perform well this season, but previously he has been very great for the Um, for the Atlanta Hawks, for the 76ers, and then before this season, he was performing pretty well for the Cavaliers as well. Um, That brings us to number 26 in the NBA draft, the first round of the NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Raleigh Alkins, guard out of Arizona. Why do I think Raleigh Alkins is a good pick for them? I think Alkins is a juggernaut on the fast break. He has... Good perimeter shooting. Uh, The shooting can still be developed, but he knows how to beat defenders. Um, Given time, he's going to become a star in Philly. Uh, Though there are rumors that J.J. Redick is going to get traded, which honestly I think are crazy in my opinion, uh, it would be a good contingency to pick him up in the NBA draft if they do decide to send Redick to another team. As for who I think they... Uh, that Raleigh Alkins compares to skill-wise for the 76ers. I think he compares to Victor Oladipo, currently playing for the Indiana Pacers. Um, With the 27th pick in the draft, the Boston Celtics select Grayson Allen, guard out of Duke. Uh, Why do I think that Grayson Allen is a perfect pick for Boston? I think that, um, first of all, he has the connection to Duke with Jason Tatum Um, they might not have been around the exact same time but they might have been able to play with each other a little bit um, during both of their times at Duke I think that he's a playmaker on the court Um, defensively he is one of those guys like Zaire Smith and um, who was the other one defensively uh, and Dante Dante Di Vincenzo I think oh uh, yeah um, so that is an excellent reason defense I think he um, he's a good shooter he's a playmaker he is very versatile um, he passes he can go up for the dunk he's very undersized but he plays bigger than his size um, so that leads us to, oh wait, and the player comparison for him is Nate Robinson. Um, although I believe that, uh, Grayson Allen is more humble, um, and he can also play for Kyrie if he gets injured like he did this year in the playoffs. With the number 28 pick, the Golden State Warriors select Ely Okobo, guard out of France. Um, I think that AkoBo provides a solid backup for Stephen Curry when coming off the bench, Um, if he plays well as a bench player he might even become the 6th man for the team I think he has great perimeter shooting ability Uh, this is a guy I didn't know about prior to getting into this draft Um, as for player comparison I have Tabo Cephalosha Um, for the the 29th pick in the draft the Brooklyn Nets select DeAnthony Melton guard out of USC. I think that D'Anthony Melton is definitely one of the best players in this year's draft. Um, I think that Melton would give the Brooklyn Nets a very much needed solid solid defensive presence. Um, He also could offer some relief on the offensive side of the ball playing the two-guard position. Um, He's shown that he has a wider array of moves to beat the defender um, when getting to the rim uh, during the NBA Combine, uh, s- particularly his spin move. Um, I think that he has the potential, might not be as good, but he has the potential to be as good as James Harden. Um, moving on to the last pick in the first round of the draft. We've made it, guys. Um, the Atlanta Hawks select Mo Wag Mo Wagner, forward out of Michigan. Um, Why do I think that he is a great pick for the Hawks? I think he has a great mid-range shot. He knows how to finish in the paint. He might not be the most explosive or athletic player on your team, but he can be a role player that contributes big time, and he also knows how to draw fouls and get free throw opportunities. Um, I see him much like Brandon Bass, when he was playing for the Boston Celtics. Um, I think he's one of those guys that maybe he's not the greatest scorer or the most flashy, um, but he's a dependable, reliable player. Um, and that concludes the first round of the NBA draft. Um, feel free when I comment on my Instagram or my Twitter to leave your Opinions on who's going to be drafted for the NBA draft of 2018 Um, Now we will move on to my World Cup predictions Um, So this is very interesting and me recently being in soccer um, Getting into soccer a little bit more um, It's definitely exciting for me Um, It's become One of the things that I get used to, um, even though it doesn't happen that often. So let's refresh on what's happened so far in the World Cup right now. So for Group A, which consists of Russia, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Uruguay, or Uruguay, as they say in Spanish. um, Russia beat Saudi Arabia 5-0 in their first match. Egypt... also lost to Uruguay, um, 0-1, so, um, I did not actually get to predict these matches because they happened before I made my bracket, um, so, those, I did not count, uh, group B, Morocco, um, it consists of Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran, Morocco lost to Iran 0-1, um, in their first game of the World Cup um, and I should also mention that when I was making this bracket I did not remember well I did not know because I'm still sort of a newbie to soccer that they played multiple games with people in their group I thought it was just one and done You lose. Um, but that was enlightening to learn so, uh moving on, still in group B, Portugal and Spain tied 3-3 in their first game. Um group C, which consists of France, Peru, Australia and Denmark. France beats Australia 2-1, which was a win. Uh it was a win for me because I've picked France to beat Australia even though I really like Australia this year. I think they're a very good team. They have a lot of talent. Um And then uh, Peru lost to Denmark. So, uh, France beating Australia, that ticks one win for me. Uh, Peru losing to Denmark, that was one loss. Uh, Moving on to Group D, which consists of Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. Argentina beat, well, didn't beat, correct myself. Argentina tied Iceland, which is very surprising considering how good Argentina is. I guess I just need to do more research on Iceland. Um, But Argentina tied Iceland 1 1. Um, Leo Messi apparently felt that he was, like, he didn't deliver as much as he could have. And also in that group, we have Croatia beating Nigeria, which, funny enough, I did predict. Um, that Croatia would beat Nigeria. I think Croatia is a very good team this year, especially, um, let me see. I pointed out that Luka Modric, he's an excellent, uh, what? Luka Modric and Ivan Rakitic are great passers, and they have an excellent goalie in, uh, Daniel Subasic. Um... And Rikidic plays for FC Barcelona, and Luka Modric plays for Real Madrid, so it was kind of a no-brainer to me. Um, Not to say that Nigeria doesn't have great players, too. They have Victor Moses, who plays for Chelsea. He's extremely athletic and knows when to pass and shoot. Eni Ayama, who's an up-and-coming goaltender, he's pretty good. And Ndidi, who plays for Leicester City, um, who's very methodical and knows how to set up an offense. So, don't be surprised if Nigeria comes up out of the ashes um, to pull something off. Um, I don't think they're going to get all the way to the championship, but they could move uh, to the quarterfinals, maybe. Um, as for Group E, uh, Mexico beat Germany. Um, that was very surprising, especially considering that Germany won the World Cup the last time it was out. Um, Serbia beats Costa Rica, um, also, um, kind of a surprise, I thought Costa Rica was going to win that one. Um, Serbia does have a good team though, so that probably shouldn't have been as much as, uh, of a surprise as I thought it would be. Um, so my current record for the World Cup so far, I have two wins, three losses, and five um, either ties or matches that I didn't get to call. Um, so that's my record right now. I'm hoping that I do better when the bracket continues, when the games continue. <clears throat> so next up uh, we have, for my predictions, uh, starting with Group because they haven't played played their games yet, at least not all of them, um, we have Sweden being South Korea, um, I, th- I think that was just an obvious choice, uh, South, well, Asia, Asian countries in general kind of have trouble with, the, um, with soccer, with the World Cup, um, for Group G, uh, which consists of Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England, I have Belgium beating Panama, but it's close. Um, Belgium is actually my favorite this year for um, teams that are getting far, Uh, and it really brought a little bit of cognitive dissonance as I'll explain later. Um, Tunisia I also have beating England, Um, and I have upset here in question marks because you would think that England is like the better rated team but Tunisia unless I'm just reading something wrong was on the upper card um and I gotta finish really quick so um so next on the list for group H it's Colombia beating Japan um, for the same reason. I think that South Korea and Japan are just going to have a hard time um, in the World Cup. I do need to do more research on their teams because I don't really know all that much about them. Senegal beating Poland um, in Group H for a match 1 of 3 before they get to the round of 16. Um, I do have some research on Senegal. They have a solid defender out of... Um, who plays for West Ham United. His name is Chekou Kouyate. Um, and also um, a good shooter in Sadio Mane, who can also set other teammates up for the score. So I think those are really going to be the dif- difference makers when we're talking about Senegal this year. Um, for the Max 2 of 3, For Group A, I have Egypt beating Russia, especially if Mohamed Salah comes back healthy. Um, I have Uruguay beating Saudi Arabia. Um, For Group B, Portugal beats Morocco. Um, I think Portugal, with Cristiano Ronaldo and the talent on that team, especially after tying with Spain, um, can beat Morocco. I need to do more research on Morocco, too. Um, some of the smaller countries I didn't really do as much research on. I did do research on a few of them, though. Um, Spain beats Iran. That's pretty straightforward. For Group C, I think Australia beats Denmark. Although, Denmark surprised me, because they beat Peru. Um, I didn't have them beating Peru. I had Peru beating them. Um... For Group D, Argentina beats Croatia. Wait, no. I read that wrong. Argentina versus Croatia. Croatia wins. I have this being an upset. I think Croatia has a really good team this year. Um, as I mentioned before, Modric and Rokitic and also their goalie, Subasic. Um, and then for Group E, Brazil beats Costa Rica. Um, I need to do more research about Costa Rica. Um, but Typically South American teams, you know, it's a safe bet. Switzerland beats Serbia. I really like Jaden Shakiri. Um, I need to do more research about the other players around him, but I like him as a player, and they did really well last season, so I'm trusting they'll do well again. Um, for Group F in Day Two, I have Mexico beating South Korea, Germany beating Sweden. Um, but it's really, I think Germany and Sweden could go either way. Sweden, I did some research and they have a really good team this year. Um, Group G, um, I think this is going to be a great game. I have Belgium beating Tunisia, but I think it's going to be, like, a very competitive game, to say the least. Um, Tunisia, I don't have any players written down here, but when I was Duke, they were, Pretty solid. Um, so, let me see. For day two of three, continued. England beats Panama, and then I have um, in Group H Senegal beating Japan, and Colombia beating Poland. For Group A, for day three of three, uh, Egypt beats Saudi Arabia. Uruguay beat beating Russia. Um, Group B, I have Portugal beating Iran. Spain beating Morocco. Group C, Australia beats Peru. That could be a really good game. I need to look into Peru more. Denmark beating France. um, Also, I think, has potential to be a very good game. I I like Nigeria, but Argentina is going to blow them out, I think. Um, For Group D... Croatia beats Iceland, Um, although you never know. Iceland put up a good fight against Argentina, apparently. Um, Sweden beats Mexico. I think... I I like Mexico, and uh, I'm rooting for them because they're our neighbors to the south. Um, But I think they're going to get beat by Sweden. Group E. Costa Rica beats Switzerland. Um, Honestly, I might have to research that because... You know, Costa Rica might not have as good a team as I think they do. Um, I have Brazil beating Serbia. That could be a really good game. Um, I have Germany beating Costa Rica in Group F. Um, For Group G, I have Belgium beating England. And then I have Tunisia pulling off the upset against Panama. Um, For Group H, and this is the final um, day, final group, I have Poland beating Japan. And then I have Colombia beating Senegal. Um, so I'm not going to go through all of the win-loss mumbo-jumbo. Because that would just take too long. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give where I think the round 16 is going to go from here. Um, so you have uh, Uruguay versus Egypt. Which is different from my original um, thing when I looked at... when when I thought it was just single elimination. Um, Originally, I had Russia, Uruguay, which makes no sense. Um, But Uruguay, Egypt for Group A. For Group B, I have Portugal and Spain. Um, Pretty straightforward. Group C, I have France and Denmark. Uh, Whoever wins France and Denmark uh, gets to play Australia. I think Australia is a really good team. Behind Belgium has. Behind Belgium, other than Belgium and Croatia, are going to be two of the surprise teams this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, then the winner of Argentina and Iceland uh, goes to play Croatia. Um, I'm really sorry, Nigeria. I mean, you have some good players, but. I don't really see the other teams are too talented this year. In um, Nigeria, I just want to point out a random fact. Nigeria has a midfielder named Isaac Success. So, if they won, like that would be just like such a good story to tell. You have a player with the last name Success. That's like saying you have a last player with the name Win. Um. And let me see. Um, moving on to group e I have Brazil um, facing off against Switzerland this could very well turn out to be Serbia too um, I think I'm potentially underrating their I'm underrating their skill level probably um, moving on to group F the winner of Germany and Mexico to face off against Sweden I think Sweden's a really good team this year I think that they're gonna you know, turn some heads. Um, for Group G, I have Belgium, and um, they're going to face off against Tunisia, I think. I I mean, unless England shows like just really how talented they are, I think Tunisia can pull it off. Um, for the last group, Group H, we have Colombia facing off against Senegal. Um oh, man. Senegal is another one, too. Like, there are so many of these teams that are great, and I i can't believe that these teams haven't been in many other previous World Cups because, like, I loved researching them, you know, and maybe that's just me loving sports, but, you know, I, I think there are a lot of good underrated teams this year, and I think it's going to make for a very entertaining World Cup. So those are my final predictions to get out of the round to go into the round 16. We'll talk more when they get into the quarter, quarterfinals and semifinals. I'll give you my predictions for those 2 I'm starting to lose my voice because I've been talking for over an hour. So I am going to end that here. I hope you like long form media because that's what podcasts are. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this if you took time to listen to it all the way Um, my name is Joshua Garman you have been listening to the winner's circle podcast the place where people who love sports talk sports be sure to follow me on all of my social media on instagram and twitter i am at flexluther 96 uh excuse me flex underscore luther 96 um flex and luther are both uppercase f-l-e-x underscore l-u-t-h-o-r 96 um, as for the account for this podcast, uh, we are, um, at Winners, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, CIRC C, capital C, I, lowercase I-R-C, and then Pod, capital P, under lowercase O-D. Um, and that's both on Instagram and Twitter, and we also have a Facebook for that page, so go follow. Um, and, um... Final words, um, that is that uh, I'm not sure if Apple and Spotify have the podcast yet. Um, So right now, um, if you want to listen to the podcast, the only real option is Anchor until I get approval. Um, They say it can take anywhere up to 48 hours. I'm not exactly sure how long it's been. I think it's been longer than that. Um, I don't know if they're having any trouble processing it um, or what the case is, but I'm supposed to get an email whenever they do that. And last bit of news before I go, um, Giasi Sardis, who um, plays for the LA Galaxy, he just had a baby, um, So, um, and he is a Christian, and I'm a Christian, and um, like he, he's one of my favorite players on FIFA. So, I'd just like to wish him and his wife and their family just, like, to enjoy the moment while they're kids, you know, because, you know, that's always a spectacular thing to happen. So, um, again, thank you guys for listening. A little bit more than an hour into it, I'm going to close it out for today. Again, follow us on all social media. At Winter Cirque Pod, at Flex Lutheran, Flex, Flex underscore Luther ninety six, um, for my personal social media account. Goodbye.